0: Hallelujah! Praise the Lord Jesus. Another week to enjoy and trust God as we meditate on scripture and uh, strengthen ourselves, feed on the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's worship him who has given us this joy and this life that is worthy. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is Thy faithfulness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, what a wonder you are. You are so gentle, so pure and so kind. You shine. Like the bright morning star Jesus What a wonder you are Oh, the reason for our living The reason for our giving It's all in you, my precious Savior. For it is in you we live and move and have our being. For it is in you we live and move and have our being. Yes, our greatest, yes, our widest expression of life. It is in you that we have found. The limitless, powerful, glorious life available, we worship you. Ele presente Brahma sempre le mande, E frime ma sande, e marando sotoriante. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. We should have perished by now, but you gave us life. So we rejoice in you, Holy One. We give you praise in this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, we are grateful in the name of Jesus. We are grateful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we are indeed grateful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We call every need met. Every yoke destroyed. Every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles again to uh, that familiar prayer that we have looked at over in 2 Thessalonians and the first chapter. Notice from the 11th verse. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Here we have an amazing uh, lineup of the will of God and a prayer that can be prayed for the church and for the individual over and over. That uh, the grace of God that's been put into our lives uh, will cause us to walk in a certain manner. And uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, Unthinkable, immeasurable grace has been given to us by the Lord in his name. And uh, we need to be able to walk it out with all of its goodness, with all of his power, with all the faith that God has given us. Amen. Which uh, is our possibility. And that's why we're praying these kind of prayers. That the work of faith will be with power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus will
1: be glorified. Amen. So let's hear that prayer also in Kannada as we go ahead. <inaudible>
0: Praise God. So we have these kind of thoughts here today and um, graciously uh, like a puzzle. You see the scripture has a certain rhythm and a way of doing things. And they're always connected because it's the same spirit that is saying these things. And um, so as you begin to look through, you will observe similar thoughts are there. Observe, for instance, in uh, John 14, and observe here how it is written, verse 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Isn't that interesting? That we've been praying uh, that Jesus may be glorified in us, and we in Him, according to the grace of our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? The name of our Lord Jesus would be glorified. Here he says, whatever we ask in His name, that will he do, and the Father will be glorified in the Son. So we have this uh, interesting uh, thought, even though, originally speaking, the Bible was written in certain uh, other languages. The New Testament was written in Greek, the Old Testament in Hebrew, and it is said that even the Greek was uh, more of a, a common Greek language, koini, and so forth. However, thank God for scholars and, you know, all of them there that we can see more of the sense of God that uh, a lot of thinking and praying uh, can be seen also in the interpretation of the scripture. Here in the 13th verse of John 14, it's not actually prayer, but it is a command, uh, just commanding things in the name of Jesus and it's not just a prayer so uh, the father may be glorified in the son and notice here Jesus will do it that whatever we command or demand of the enemy you see and uh, of natural circumstances and things like that that in the name of Jesus Jesus himself will do it. And so that is different from prayer, which, uh, you know, Jesus always taught saying, pray like this, our father, you see. So uh, this is not prayer. This is an authoritative uh, demand that came from our fellowship and our place uh, with the Godhead as the family of God and the power of attorney and the, authority in the name of Jesus was given to us legally and we were supposed to use it just like that as though it were our own name and there were keys in our own hands so uh, that makes the father to be glorified in the son when we use the name of Jesus like that the father is glorified in the son so anytime we are uh, honoring Jesus we are also honoring the father we are honoring the Godhead hallelujah however the name is what has been given to us to uh, use the name of Jesus amen let's see if we can hear uh, John 14 and verse 13 also in Kannada <inaudible> Amen. So the thought continues in the 14th verse, If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so we have uh, this amazing authority that when you declare in Jesus' name, that Jesus himself comes on the scene. Amen. And he says he will do it. And so it's a matter of personal integrity. The highest integrity of God and his son, the Godhead, is at stake here. If Jesus says he will do it, then he'll do it. And we have to simply take it like that. Amen. If you shall demand, therefore, anything in his name, he will do it. Notice the repetition. And so we, we must take hold of it and begin to use it, even as never before, because these are days that will always require a supernatural edge, because it is supernaturally evil. These are fierce, evil days, very, very uh, strange, and there's all already uh, supernatural evil going on. So we will have to begin to use that name with all of its authority, all of its uh, inherent power. Amen? Amen. Inherent in the name of Jesus is Jesus himself. And so we need to become more and more convinced about that and begin to act on this. Hallelujah. If we go earlier, uh, we can read the whole spread from about the 10th verse. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Notice that kind of a unique statement which uh, back then must have been very curious you know, I'm in the father and the father is in me so we come across this uh, baptismal thinking again that we're immersed into him we're immersed into the body immersed into the name and so he wants us to see it and believe in that particular concept so to speak and let it become a life force Not just a concept on a page, a principle, but uh, God's own life. And that's how he has said it. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? Then he goes on. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Very interesting how uh, things have progressed there, and so today we need to realize that certain things are being plainly said by him that uh, he had this place in the father and the father in him, and they had become uh, partners and they had this union and you know sharing and uh, exchange thoughts like that, a common union there and whatever the father had the son had it whatever the son had the father had it wow praise god what a wonderful wonderful thought and that therefore from that place they would be able to exchange words ideas thoughts and those words would translate into works Because God being God, if he spoke a word, then that word would come to pass. Hallelujah. And so we, uh, beginning to look at it closely, realize that this person that came to the earth uh, about 2,000 years ago, honestly, if you look at your calendar, you should be able to tell that uh, something significant happened about 2,000 years ago. And uh, just any thinking person should be able to. Consider that and say, wow, this is history or is it fallacy? But if that person came down here and did amazing things, lived an amazing life and then claimed that he and the Father God were one and that he shared that place of union and uh, fellowship and intercourse and participation, That he got words from there and those words were containing the power of God and it would come to pass. And it would produce effect. Energy and displays of work would come to pass. Hallelujah. And so we have a given method, so to speak. That if we spend time with this Father, with the Godhead in fellowship, we will get words. From them which are bible-based thoughts and ideas of course you can't just pull out something from there and say god said this and god said that it has to be judged by the word of god and if we would now begin to act on that word it should produce works it should produce produce energy and result down here and that is a uh, the reality this person was so common so natural looking that it was hard to imagine that he and the father were one and that they were immersed into each other like that amen and so we can look at ourselves today and say you know i just look like some ordinary person maybe even below ordinary you know below average but hey this communion that i have in Christ, And this union that I have with the Godhead, to which I was immersed into, can produce uh, words and power and actions and energy on the earth. Because we have been called to that place just as he was. Amen? So we're going to have to um, <clears throat> think about it some more. Even though the natural realm is going to resist you, and that's why... We have to command things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, in verse 11 he says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Notice that here he's pointing towards certain things that he has done. Mighty works that were done uh, by his hands, words that were spoken, that produced, Miraculous results, and he's saying because of that, you can actually believe that the Father and Him they are actually one. Praise God! Amazing. So, uh, we therefore uh, have to agree and start thinking that if we cannot produce things like that on the earth, there is no actual proof that we have come from that family and we share that divine communion. Amen. So we have to start looking at this and saying, well, in that case, I should begin to produce some results and begin to see some things in the natural which nobody can explain except that it happened supernaturally. Amen. So that is a work of faith with power. And therefore, uh, this should be our desire that uh, even as he said, if you cannot believe in me, at least look at the, the stuff that happened. Amen, that I did, you know, and then you can believe. So uh, it means we have to also prove, see, this is not natural. This is from heaven. This is supernatural. This uh, is not natural at all. And it is coming because I am in him and he's in me. And I have his authority and have been commanded to go and do his works. Amen. So we, we cannot grope around, you know, in any other place to give ourselves Uh, Any standing except the same way he did it. Amen. We cannot pull out this and that. But we can only do it the way he did it. That means things have to happen the way it happened when he was here. Praise God. The same works. The very works that he did. Amen. Should be done by us too. Otherwise, these are just uh, concepts on paper. They sound great. But they are not practical. Amen. And uh, we are... Trying to say we're tired of that kind of life and we want to see a real, practical, daily living. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, even if we could read from verse 10 and uh, go all the way to 14, that would be great. (Sanye)
1: नानु तंदेरली देने मत्तु तंदेयु नन्नली ಇದ್ದಾನೆ इंदु नीनु नंबुवा दिल्लो ನಮಗೆ निमगे ಮಾತುಗಳನ್ನು मातु बड़नु नन्नष्टक्के नाने मातन आडुवा दिल्ला आदरे नन्नली वासी ನಾನು तंदे आ कारे बड़नु माडुत्ता ने नानु ನಂಬರಿ ऐली देने इंतलु तंदेयु Nanu nimage nijanijavagi helutene, Nananu nambuavanu nanu marduva creagalanu saha marduvano, Iugaliginta mahatta the creagalanu avanu marduvano, Yakan the re nanu nanna tande a balige hugutene. Nana hesarinelli, <imites> ಅದನ್ನು ene no bedikoluviro, adanu nano ಮಹಿಮೆ Ige maganelli tandeu mahime honduvano. Nivu nana hesarinelli, enadaru
0: praise God and so we are called to think like this and uh, this is the integral message of the gospel that man and God have become one <laughs> praise God and that is what God has promised that you are now in him praise God and therefore the old person has passed away that he does not exist anymore you've been baptized and immersed into him hallelujah that he took our place and uh, endured every negative thing, every curse, every old creation thing, every fallen thing. Went and paid the price for it in the belly of the earth, a.k.a. hell. <laughs> <laughs> How about just calling it what it is? Amen. People get scared about that. I don't know why. They go skating along on uh, you know belly of the earth. But what's the belly of the earth, just lava or what? In the Bible it's called hell, hallelujah. And after three days and three nights he would not be held there anymore, hallelujah. So uh, might as well face it, this is a supernatural book and it has supernatural stories which are history, praise God. There was a fish that swallowed a man called Jonah who was a prophet and he was in the belly of that for you know, three days and three nights. Hallelujah. And Jesus said that was the sign that he would give the religious people of that day. Amen. And so we're going to take it like that. Just like that. Hallelujah. And that whatever negative thing, whatever cursed thing that stood against us, Jesus identified with it, took it for us. Amen. And when the price was paid, death and hell and the the region of the doom could not hold him anymore. Hell could not hold him anymore. Hell had, so to speak, an abortion. Praise God. It just had to vomit him out. Praise God. The grave had an abortion. Glory to God. And, you know, was, he came out. He could not be held there anymore. Glory to God. See, he was supposed to be there and held captive, but it couldn't have him anymore. It vomited him, so to speak. And so he came out rose again from the dead the third day, ascended on high, and sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Amen. And so today we have this glorious uh, possibility of Second Corinthians chapter 5. Notice there, uh, verse 17, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Technical words used there referring to the old man literally having died. In Christ all are made alive. In Adam death came. Praise God. And so we have the old man has passed away. Behold all things are made new. If you are in Christ. Amen. Immersed into Christ then there is a new creature. Hallelujah. Thank God for the new creature. And so we are believers. And uh, verse 18 says, And all things are of God. That new creature has everything there which is of God, from his family, of his DNA, of himself, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation so we have these thoughts again this is the center of the new birth and observe the 16th verse wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh yea though we have known christ after the flesh yet now henceforth know we him no more praise god And so we are called to a life where we don't know anybody after the flesh. Isn't that interesting? Amen. That though Christ was known in the flesh or after the flesh, yet now we don't know him like that. We know him in the spirit. Praise God. What a thought. And that we are called to look at ourselves that way too. Amen. To not know ourselves just from the flesh Which has all of its negative uh, attitudes and information and all of that stuff. And we don't have to know that really in such a manner. But we are called to know the Christ. The risen one. Hallelujah. We are called to actually know him more than we know ourselves in the flesh. Hallelujah. And uh, supersede that knowledge that we have had of ourselves in the flesh. All of those natural things that we're so acquainted with, we are supposed to not know that anymore. Hallelujah. And begin to know the Christ and ourselves in the Christ. Hallelujah. In other words, you could say in the spirit. Because he's now in the spirit. Praise God. And so um, there is a place that we need to begin to focus on that uh, transcends just natural feelings and emotions and all of the earthly pressures and we are called to not know that but know him that is in the spirit and know ourselves in the spirit hallelujah and that is the new life we've been called to praise god so let's hear um second corinthians 5:17 and 18 first of all in canada
1: Higiralagi Yavanadaru Kristana Liddare Avanu Nutana Sushti Agidane Hareavugaru Ariduvodavu Igo Ella Vu Nutana Vadavu Illavugaru Devara Vugaragi V Atanu Yesu ಸಮಾಧಾನದ Mulaka ಸೇವೆಯನ್ನು ನಮಗೆ Samadhana Praise God and then we can see verse
0: sixteen also in Kannada. Praise God So uh, this is what we're supposed to be doing now getting to know ourselves in the spirit more than just in the flesh Praise God and that is the new creation and we're supposed to know that person very well. And and slowly but surely forget the old man <laughs> and his ways. Amen. And be so immersed in this new person and know him so well in the spirit. Praise God. And uh, that's what God is preferring. Hallelujah. Notice John 4. Uh, there's a statement there in verse 22 talking to Uh, natural folks at that time including half-breed Sumerians verse 22 you you worship you know not what we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews you know so uh, at that time the Jews knew in quotes what and who they were worshipping they knew this salvation or rather let's say they were supposed to know amen that salvation is of the Lord That there's no salvation in any other. Hallelujah. And so Jesus said that you don't even know what you are doing, what you worship. Then he goes on in 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What a statement. What a statement. Hallelujah. And so today, uh, about 2,024 years later, approximately, it's high time we begin to consider that God is more interested in the spirit and in truth than so many other things. Amen. Amen. And so in spirit uh, and in truth, this is who we are. We are new creatures. Amen. And so uh, if you were to see yourself in the spirit, you'd be just like Jesus. Hallelujah. And we need to know that. And that's what God is concerned about. That any adoration, any worship, any lifting up of God should be done from that place. Any service to God should be done from that place, from the place of the Spirit. Amen. Because that's what he's interested in, himself. And so we need to begin to see that more and more clearly and operate from that place. Amen. And so we learn to, uh, in quote, not be moved or to deaden the feelings and impulses of the lower nature and not pay much attention to them. Praise God in order to give God the Father, amen, what he wants, which is true. And so this is the truth. The more close we get to seeing the things in the spirit, the more true, uh, to be in truth we could say. Hallelujah. Otherwise we may not be operating from that absolute truth. Hallelujah. So let's get to uh, identify ourselves like that. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible has told us about the truth. Jesus praying in John 17 said the word was truth and that it was the truth that would sanctify us, separate us, amen, from anything that was out there in the world and any other nature. So here we have a tendency uh, to just go with our feelings because we are so aware of that other person, the old man, who has left us a set of memories that like an old cycle, you can go right again. But we need to become very (laughs) discouraged about going down that path. Hallelujah. We need to dump that once and for all and operate from a place of truth. Hallelujah. Amen. And so uh, this is vital to see that, you know, Jesus unveils the Father like that. That they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. That He's seeking for that which is true and that which is from the Spirit. And so we, we need to begin to learn to focus back to these kind of thoughts more than anything else. Hallelujah. And the reality in the Spirit is that we are like Him. In the Spirit, we are flesh of His flesh, bone of His bone. In the Spirit, we are new creatures. In the Spirit, we are the family. We are His own family. Praise God with His name, with His life, with His ability. That's the truth in the Spirit. Amen. And any uh, other kind of, let's say, worship or service, It's basically uh, nauseating as far as the Father is concerned. Praise God. And it may sound uh, harsh, but that's the truth. That God wants things that came from the truth and from the Spirit. Amen. And uh, we are going to move in that direction even more because Jesus is coming soon. If we have been deceived until now and shortchanged in our life until now, well, it's time to change. Praise God. It's time to get on board with what pleases them, the Godhead. Amen. The Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is what pleases Him. Hallelujah. And they are one. Let's see if we can hear this also in Canada from verse 23 and 24 of John chapter 4.
1: Nijavada, Ara the Karutande, no Atma Dindalu, Satya Dindalu, aradisuva the Suva Gadigi, Adu Egale Bandide, Yakan the Retana, no Ara Antavaranu, udukuttane Devaru Atmana Gidane, Atan and Varu, Atma Dindalu, Satya Dindalu, Ara the Satakadu, Amen.
0: So we're going to look a little further into all of this and, and realize that. Um, there's another thinking that all of us have, which came from a uh, natural family and the world and its systems. And it was, so to speak, coded into us, embedded in us. And uh, we are called to now look away from all that and begin to focus on him and his way of thinking, his way of doing things. Amen. And so um, let's look at a verse or two which may... Appeal to you because you're already familiar with um, the basic doctrine. Notice here, for instance, in the ninth chapter of Hebrews, in the basic doctrine, particularly uh, in the beginning uh, stage there, the ninth and the tenth chapter of Hebrews is going to be indispensable. You may have to read it many times, prayerfully, over and over again. Amen. And so, uh, don't forget that it's a very rich uh, book, but uh, the Jewish people seem to have lost track of those thoughts and even forgot some things. Amen. He said, have you forgotten the exhortation that speaks to you as sons? Imagine a statement like that. You forgot that old verse that says, God treats you like sons, that if he corrects you, is because you are his son." He actually asked, have you forgotten that? So they had gone some far place and had forgotten these truths that were part of their culture because their culture came from this book. So it is in that kind of uh, context that we are reading the book, amen, that these people departed from some truths and departed from some anchored position and they were drifting here and there, amen. So they had to be, taught all over again some things which they were supposed to know. Amen. So in this ninth chapter, notice uh, from the 8th verse, I think we should start early 8 Doesn't matter even if we read a little bit too much. It's Bible study. Amen. Thank God for that. Verse 6, Now when these things were thus ordained, this is Hebrews 9. The priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. So this is a, a kind of, a, let's call it a template or a pattern of what God showed Moses in the mountain. So Moses actually may have had an interesting way of seeing heaven. Praise God and the, the, what they have in heaven. And then he was told to make it down here. Wow. What an amazing place. Amen. So he that he was a great man, no doubt about it. God put him in a place like that. Verse 7. But into the second went the high priest alone. So this tabernacle had, you know, divisions. And um, we understand that when Jesus rose uh, from the dead, uh, the tabernacle, the curtain, Separating the most holy from the holy place was ripped in two from top to bottom, bottom. You know, at least forty to sixty feet across like that, and uh, very thick material that uh, showing that no man could have done it. Apparently, according to Josephus and other scholars, even if horses were tied to each side of this curtain, it could not be torn. It was that strong because. Uh, the history says that he, the, there was gold woven into it also, like gold thread. So it was a very strong material, and uh, for that to be torn from top to bottom, definitely there was not just any human agency. Amen? And that tore after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, signifying that the Holy Spirit has now uh, you know, come through the curtain of Jesus' flesh, to now dwell inside us. Hallelujah. And it's made the way open for everyone. Jew, Gentile. Praise God. And verse 7 says, But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood. And here also we, it is Josephus who tells us that a, a, you know, there was a, a rope tied on the leg of the priest. In case he died inside there to bring him out. Amen. That was how it was. Hallelujah. It must have been awesome. Praise God. Fearful also. That if he had not done the right kind of procedures and had failed, he would just end up dying inside there. And nobody would go in. So they would, uh, you know, draw him out. When the high priest alone, once every year, not without the blood which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. You know, that word errors also means ignorance. So here we have uh, some things that we do in ignorance also. That we don't even know. Those are taken care of too. Amen. Of course, what we know we confess. But What we don't know, which is just ignorance, is also covered here. Praise God. And so uh, you are cleansed of all unrighteousness by the blood of Jesus. Thank God for that. Oh, thank God. And though we are going uh, further and knowing him more, still there are things that we just do, you know, because uh, of our ignorance. Hallelujah. Verse 8. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all... was not yet made manifest, while as yet the first tabernacle was yet standing. Which was a figure, verse 9, for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Amen. All of those things could never deal with the conscience of the person. Amen. Now the conscience, as you may have read by now, is like some set of thoughts that say yes, uh, this is right, or no, that's not right. And there's this kind of argument that goes on between these sets of thoughts. However, uh, sometimes as you read your Bible, you'll find out that the conscience is responsible more for accusing us than the devil and God. Amen. And, uh, you know, that's very interesting. That, you know, God may not be even bothered about us in that area, accusing us in any way. And the devil may not have said a thing, but our conscience is busily accusing us. Amen. And so, when you begin to read that, let's keep going. Verse 4. 10, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. Praise God. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come. Notice there's always this superiority mentioned in the book of Hebrews. There's always superior new covenant, priesthood, etc., better covenant, all the time being brought out. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building or creation, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. That's very strong. Eternal redemption. You know, this sounds like you're saved. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty clear that you are saved. If the eternal redemption has been taken care of, then some of us, our arguments are shot right there. Amen. Amen. I think for a great deal of us, that should settle it. Amen. But let's keep going. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an ephah Sprinkling the unclean. Sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh. These were all external things. How much more? How much more? How much more? It's always the superior. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself with our spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Amen. Amen. In other words, if the conscience is not activated properly, we may not be able to serve God properly. Amen. Amen. We may be uh, kind of caught up in a swamp of earthly feelings and may not be able to serve Christ. We may be caught up with guilt constantly. Constantly. And therefore, even people who have a call on their life may not want to serve God because they are ridden with guilt. Amen. Praise God. So people will say, no, 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 no. man, I like to, I feel for God, not for me. Because they have this voice that has loomed great in them saying, you are not worthy, you are nothing, you look at you. And it may not be the devil. Praise God. It may just be their own conscience, which has been trained like that. Hallelujah. And so, people are just not serving him. And he wants to be served in spirit and in truth. This is the truth. Amen. That we're born again. We're new creatures. The old man passed away. Hallelujah. And you don't have to be caught up with the lies of any other, including the conscience. Which is trying to say things to us. Praise God. Which is basically out there to condemn us. Now we're not saying that we can live without the conscience. Praise God. That would make us, in quote, anarchists. People that are against authority. People who are rebellious. People who are more animal-like. Amen. But here we are trying to say that if God said something about us, it is true in the spirit it is true in the word and we should go with that and not with other feelings praise god and then we can truly serve him in the way he wants amen so here we have a father who paid the ultimate price by giving his own son freely for us raising him up to make sure that we're not just forgiven but justified Just as if we did nothing wrong, we can stand boldly there. And now thoughts come to us and say, no, no, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You know, you are this, you are that, and you are the other. And he's saying, you can do what I did because I'm in him and he is in you and you are in us. And we are sharing this thing and you can just do this. Amen. And we're like, how can I do that? Don't you know who I am? And he's saying, that's not the spirit, that's not the truth. You are listening to some other voices, including your own conscience. Praise God. And so a good blood wash and thinking from the word would help us to stay and serve him properly in the spirit and in truth, rather than whatever else, emotions and feelings and arguments going on. Which God may not even have a part in. Praise God. So, uh, you know, we need to begin to actively challenge such things by the word of God. Amen. And just do what we're supposed to do in the spirit. And get to know that more and more. And live from that place. That if God said it, I believe it. That settles it. I don't care about anything else. No matter how loud other voices may be, including our so-called conscience. Amen. Praise God. Relying on the blood of Jesus. Relying on His supreme sacrifice. That it is better than anything else. And that it can make us serve the living God properly. Praise God. And we rely on that. Hallelujah. So a whole lot of things uh, which are going to stand against us there will just be shot down to pieces. Hallelujah. Because we are new creatures. And even in our ignorance, those things are washed away. Praise God. The blood of Jesus has power to deal with all of that. And we can therefore just step out in an uncommon boldness. As though we were himself. And command things to happen just like him. Without any, in quote, inferiority from various other places. Praise God. And we are going to strive to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So we have thoughts like this um, in this amazing book of Hebrews. I think we should read some before we go too far. Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verse 9 through uh, 12.
1: आ कालके अधु साम्यवागीदु आगसेवे ಸೇವೆ मनस्साक्षी ಮನಸ್ಾಕ್ಷಯ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ संपूर्ण मार्गलारदकार्नि के गड़ू यज्ञगड़ू अर्पिसल पढ़तित दवू अवू अन्नपान आदि गड़लीयू विविधस नान गड़लीयू ಆದರ Krista, ಬರಬೇಕಾಗಿದ್ದ Barabeka, Gidam, Melugalakuritu, Mahaya Bandu Kain, the Kattel Padadanta, Andre, he cutted a Paripurna Vagyu, Yruva Gudara, the Hotagala Matu Karugala, Raktavandu, Tegedukulade, Tanaswanta, Raktavane, Tegedukundu, Namagoskara, Nikkevi and no Praise God.
0: So we, we have this wonderful uh, thought here. Let's read verse fourteen also in Kannada.
1: Nityatman in the Tan Nutane and Nagi Devarige Samarpisi Konda Kristana eshto Sto Hichagi Nivjiva Kriegada in the Bidisi Jiva Ula <laughs> sevisu and Nusavisuvantenima Mana Asakshi and Nushuddikarisu Vadalave.
0: So You would see, you know, if you look through studying maybe former generals or uh, champions of faith who walked in authority and did things on the earth, you may find out that they were not perfect. Amen. You would see every now and then some flaw or the other, you know, that they had anger issues or something. Praise God. But what they did in Jesus' name was amazing. So there must have been something that kept again and again presenting them into a place where they and Jesus were just as though they were hand in glove. There must have been something very powerful that, in quote, just blanketed everything else. (laughs) And they just went ahead and did things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that, that was powerful. And that God looked at that, amen, more than at other things. Praise God. And eventually, you know, except if that thing was just such a big error, they would continue living. Praise God. Interesting. That's the power of the blood of the Lamb. That's the power of the blood and the priesthood of Jesus. Amen. And so, uh, the book of Hebrews has within it, All these kind of thoughts. Amen. For instance, the 11th chapter is filled with people who seriously had problems. I mean, not even one of them is perfect. You can go down the list. (laughs) I mean, it's just there. But there was something that they had in common. They believed what God said. Amen. And uh, they have gone ahead. The only person we see here... That seems to be so amazing. uh, In my opinion is Enoch. In that he even bypassed death. But until he accepted the Lord. In quote. You know at age of 65. He was not that kind of guy. Amen. Even though he came from Seth's family and all that. Until that family line. It was a lot of evil on the earth continually. But after this man Seth. Uh, There was still a different kind of line, but they were not automatically saved, just because they're from Seth. Amen. So they had to choose, and Enoch chose. See, this is why people sometimes think that all Jews are saved. No, you may be from that lineage, but you have to choose Jesus personally. So at 65, this person chose. Hallelujah! And then he lived in a way of obedience and of faith, and just went on and finally just escaped. Was not here for God took him. Amen. What an amazing man! But he he also uh, you know came from that background and he had all the challenges and natural things that were against him. Simply saying that uh, God is faithful. Amen. That we may not be entirely 100% all the time. But God is faithful. Praise God. And so the, the 12th chapter begins like this. That should take care of everything in the 11th chapter. Notice how the 12th begins. Verse 1. Why, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Who, at least you can say, at least the people in Hebrews 11 are there as a cloud of witnesses. So great a cloud of witnesses, let us, now us, lay aside every weight and the sin. So they had their own weights, now it's our turn. They had their own mess ups, now it's our turn. Praise God, it has come to us. Those folks are in heaven, thank God. In spite of it all, they are there. That was not based on their performance. It was faith in Christ that put them up there, praise God, because salvation was of the Lord. And all that they lived through even before the law and after the law was trusting Jesus, trusting that lamb, trusting that sacrifice. Hallelujah. And so it was accounted to them like that, that they are saved. But we are the actual ones that are enjoying this place of salvation. We are actually new creatures. Wow. We are one with them in heaven, the Godhead. Hallelujah. We are in communion with them, in union with them. Wow. All things are definitely passed away. We are in Christ. Amen. And here, since we are aware that those folks up there made it by trusting God and not by their own perfections, It's our turn, they've gone, and we look at them and say, one of these days I'm going too, so I better be prepared. Let's deal with my walk right now and see if I can handle and lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There is a race for each one of us. Amen. But there are certain things that are common to all of us. Amen. We may have uh, common problems, challenges. But then there are some that, you know, especially uh, unique to us. We may have a a corner in some problem. Maybe it was lock picking. (laughs) (laughs) That he could pick any lock. (laughs) That no lock could hold him. Or whatever that may be. But there's some things that, you know, the unique uh, nature of each one, they're just good at certain things which were not necessarily good. (laughs) So, but we can deal with it. Hallelujah. Praise God. And run with patience our race that is set before us in Jesus' name. Praise God. Looking to Jesus. Not to any of them. Okay, we looked at them briefly, notice, and observed. Okay, these people came before us. They did not really have our kind of covenant. Wow. Look at them in heaven now. They have entered into a place of rest. And their works have followed them, etc. And now it's my turn. Praise God. Whom shall I look to? Looking to Jesus. Praise God. They were all great, but Jesus is the hero. He is the original one. Looking to Jesus. Jesus, he's the perfect one. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -mm. So, we're we're not just talking about a natural look here, we're we're talking about Bible-based looking, right? Word-based looking, but we are looking at Jesus. Praise God. He's our hero. All these others are heroes too, but He is the supreme one. And we are considering Him. We're looking at Him. And uh, He endured some stuff. He went through some shame. He went through the maximum that anybody could go through. Praise God. And He did it for us, truly, because He loved us, because the Father so loved us, because they wanted us in a place. Where we should enjoy with them the, all these benefits and prove to principalities and powers in the heavens that Jesus is Lord and it is only common sense, in quote, to obey Him. Amen. Praise God. Who sat down at the right hand of God, of the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Again, he he brings out the place of ours that is fragile. It's our mind. Amen. Our mind just crumbles and gives up. Hallelujah. And uh, so we have to look away from all of these things and look at him. No wonder. No wonder we are called to set our affection on things that are above where Christ sits. Because... That's the only remedy for the fainting mind. Amen. It has to be spirit. It has to be truth. It cannot be any other feeling or any other personality. Amen. It has to be him. Praise God. And we are called to look at him. And you know, glory to God. Observe here. Verse 2. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him, he was also looking at something. We are both motivated, in quote, him and us, by looking. He saw the end. He saw the joy. He saw sons brought into glory. He saw the end, the kingdom. He saw the millennium. He saw forever and ever. He saw all of that joy, and he just went at it. Praise God. And now we have to look also. We look at him. So we are basically being told again and again that what we are looking at, what we are seeing, is what we are going to be. Praise God. That is where our strength is going to come from. That is where our accomplishments are going to be done in spirit and in truth. Not because of guilt. Not because of some other voice. But because of the spirit and the truth. Hallelujah. And that is what God wants. That's what God wants. Praise God. So um, I thank God we're on that path. We can consider Jesus. And if Jesus said, you can do my works, you can. He said, I'm as ordinary, ordinary as ever. They look at me and say, who are you? What's so special about you? Imagine that. God came in the flesh. He said, but when I started doing those works, he said, at least look at the works that I'm doing and see if I'm not him. Amen. In other words, you and I can do those things. The very works that he did. Praise God. In spirit and in truth. But if we go to our flesh and check and our feelings, we may just uh, disqualify ourselves. For no reason. From God's sight. Amen. We can do these things. Say amen. Amen. Let's see if we can read a thing or two. Uh, Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2.
1: Adakarana Sakshi ishtu issued Doda Megavu, Nama Sutalu, Ella, Baravan, no Sulabavagi, Mutti Kulua, Papa, and no Nau take it too. Nama Agi Rua, Esuina, Mele, Rushi, to Nama Mundi, Tiruvata, and Nutalme in the Udona, Athanutana Mundi, either Santosha Koskara Shilubi, and no Sahisikundu, Avamana, and no Devara.
0: So according to these. Statements: The weakest part of our, in quote, constitution is our mind. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Praise God. So we need all the help in our mind. We need the renewal and the strengthening of the word of God in our mind. Hallelujah. Notice verse 3. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. My brother and sister, what an admonition to not trust in your own mind. Amen? And rather trust in his mind, his thoughts, his word. Glory to God. Of course, he endured it all, and by verse 5 he says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to children. My son. So these people had definitely gone far and they had forgotten that even Job talked about when God corrects, he corrects because he's a father. Amen. So these ancient writings became like nothing special and they had, according to Paul, forgotten. And here we are today being gently chided by the father saying, You need to do this in the spirit, man. You need to do this in truth. Don't listen to condemning voices from your own conscience, also, because you cannot trust anything but Him and His Word. Amen. And so we are being uh, realigned and repositioned again and again to focus where we ought to focus in the Spirit. Praise God. In the truth. And not relying on our flesh or any other thoughts. Praise God. And I thank God for that. Otherwise, man, we can quit so easily. Preachers are quitting. Because they did not be, you know, get appreciation or whatever. Whatever they were looking for. So they just bailed. And that's the way it is. Whether you're a saint or whether you are a you know, pew sitter or whether you are a preacher. Whoever you are. We all have this mind. Amen. And the only way to bring it back is to get into the truth and into the spirit. And not know ourselves according to the flesh. Praise God. Otherwise, we may fall short of, you know, accomplishing our own race. Our God-called position. Amen. Our own place and you know, race and our own journey that he prepared for us before time began. Hallelujah. So be encouraged uh, to continue in the spirit, continue in the truth, no matter what it looks like. Hallelujah. Let's read, therefore, uh, a little more. We we read up to verse 3, did we? Amen. 4, 2. Okay, let's do verse 3. Thank you. Glory to God. All right, let's go to the book of Colossians. And we were thinking about these thoughts a little earlier in the week. Verse 1, If you then be risen with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. This is definitely a question, if you then be risen with Christ. It's not a doubt, but it is a question that appeals to our thinking. That if you are truly a believer, who has accepted that, In Christ, all are made alive. That when he died, we died with him. That when he hung on the cross, we were hanging there too. Amen. Uh, When he hung there because of our sicknesses, we were also hanging there. Praise God. When he bore our curse, we were also hanging there in him. Hallelujah. So it was like our own bill was paid. Our personal bill is as though we ourselves paid it. Amen. It's as though, hey, you you, you know, you don't have to feel that I didn't pay it. You can say, I paid it. But I paid it in Christ. Hallelujah. That's the beauty of it. Because sometimes your conscience will say, but you didn't pay it. So you're not worthy to do this and that. But you can say, no, I paid it. That's the beauty of it all. I paid it, but it was in Christ that I paid it. And because he became one with me so closely, it was me paying. What right do you have to walk away from this? Did you pay for it? Yes, I paid for it. Why? Because Jesus made me in him and made it so one with him that it was me paying in Christ. Hallelujah. So I paid for it. That, that's what gives us the boldness, you see, to say, I paid for it. You don't have to hold that against me anymore. I paid in full because Christ paid and I was in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can't hang that over my head again and again. Praise God, it's paid. The curse has been paid for by me and by Christ. Hallelujah. Because I was in Him and that was His plan. And He thought it all up. And that is the truth and that's the Spirit. Hallelujah. And I can worship Him from there. And if that's all I can say, thank you. That when I hung there, it was you hanging there, and it was you, and I'm in you, and I thank you. That's it. He has received it, because that's what he's looking for. Other feelings and emotions don't matter. He's looking for that which comes from the Spirit and the truth. Amen. And so you can just be bold. Amen. And boldly use the name. And boldly do things. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because that is the truth. That is what it was all about. Praise God. And so we see people who crossed those thresholds and did things. And you would be like, wow. That's just like Jesus. That was exactly like Jesus. How could you do that? Meanwhile, you're trying to see if they were so high. But they were not. They were regular folk. They had their own problems. Their armpits also stink. And their breath also. Just like everybody else. Amen. Stay too close to them. You may get it too. But the point is. You see. They understood something. That it is really spirit truth that mattered. And that they were totally wrapped up in that. And that gave them boldness. And they just did things. Amazing things in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And so today, we have definitely been risen with Christ. Amen. Other thoughts will come along, but who cares about that? We are risen with Christ. And so we can see and seek. We can see and we can seek those things which are above. Where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Wow. (laughs) Whoo, glory. Have you ever heard a statement like that? Come boldly to the throne of grace. This is new covenant. This is new covenant. Come boldly. Meanwhile, you're called to come for mercy and grace and help, but you can come boldly because that's the spirit, that's the truth. You are not the old person, you are a new creature with some things settled eternally. You are the Father's own Son. glory. You're his own. He's precious. And you come boldly to him. Even if you blew the car to pieces. (laughs) You just walk right in and say, and he's he's loaded and he's everything. And he'll say, hey, forget about that. Just come here. Let's get a hug. Alright, you messed up. You took the key. You went. You did some weird stuff. You blew up the whole thing. But that's cool. Because you're my son. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so, don't reduce in your boldness in approaching Him. At all. Because some things have been settled eternally. Praise God. Praise God. Otherwise, where, where will we stand? And ignorantly, we do so many things. What about all of that? See, but even in the old covenant, the priest would offer for the ignorance. How much more than you. That if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so we are good again, standing there with holy boldness. Amen. Praise God. Have you ever blown your father's car? I have. To my mother's, but one day I just appeared back and they tried to start the thing. It was, what happened? Oh, crankshaft, everything barak. literally blew up the engine praise God and we were not saved hallelujah so um, mercy amen and my mother was widow and you know, what to do, she just went on with life you know, Fixed the thing and we, we just kept driving. It didn't stop me from driving. I still drove. Amen. The father is better than any natural father. Better than any natural father. We have to take some you know, uh, locks and things off and look at the father properly. And fellowship with him. And fellowship with the Godhead. And have that holy boldness that we're supposed to have in him, in that family. To which we were called to fellowship and enjoy. And the result would be joy. Amen. So there's no dull moments up there with them. Praise God. You hang around with them, you come out with joy. <laughs> Amen. As a result of hanging out with them, you get excited, you get charged up, you go out and you can't help it with joy. Hallelujah! Unspeakable, full of glory. So we have to start getting these things right and you know our affection or being affected by so many things. We just have to bring it back to the truth and to the spirit And do it from there. And then we can serve God acceptably. Because our God is a consuming fire. Amen. It has not removed anything from Him. He is still the consuming fire. Our consciences have held us back. Now we can enjoy spirit, truth, joy and confidence from them. The Godhead. And serve Him acceptably. Glory to God. And it will be like he himself is walking down here. Actually, personally, as if Jesus himself is right here. Amen. What a place. We can strive for it. We can continue to look at it. Continue to seek. Continue to go after that place. And these things will just come out of us. And people will wonder, are these guys real? Praise God. And we will say, hey, I'm just like you. We're just like you. But it is this family that we have been brought into by Jesus that made all the difference. That we can choose to go with the Spirit and not be moved by other feelings. Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Praise God. I think we read something out of Colossians 3. Not yet. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 2 first of all.
1: Agadare Nivu, Christian and the Gay, Bissel Patavera did Ali, Balagade, Amen. The next verse is quite powerful. Verse
0: three, for you are dead. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You are dead. That pa- person passed away. You are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. What a place of security. What a baptism. Immersed and enwrapped and enfolded and hidden. Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. You are dead. That old guy's finished. Your life right now is hid with Christ in God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's my life. That's our life. Hallelujah. Woo, that's the spirit. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the spirit. And we can serve from that place. Amen. Notice the next verse. When Christ, who is our life, what a communion. Our life is now Christ. <laughs> Amen. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Now you can see why he is the one that's worthy. Amen. What a powerful operation he has done. And he has literally taken our life and given us his life and made our life his life. They are just one now. Oh, glory to God. And so we we may need to in a hurry forget that old guy with all of his lies, including our conscience, and train up the fellow to go with the spirit and the truth. Amen. And just get all bold about it. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read verse three and four also in Kannada. <inaudible> Amen. In the fourth verse, there's an interesting Greek word there for appear, which is fanaro. When we were in uh, college days, there was this lecturer we called Fanaro. Because <laughs> he was always... <laughs> He was always teaching us about phanerogams and cryptogams. But phanerogams were those that would show their seed outside, you know. So they would appear, praise God. So we made a song for him in phanero, in phanero. You know, we we did all. Now it comes back to bite you with phanero, that it appears. When our life, Christ is going to appear. He's going to appear. He's going to be made known, you know, praise God, that Jesus has come. When our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. One of these days, the world is going to see Jesus. He's coming quietly to take us one of these days. And they'll be like, what happened to those guys? But one day he's going to appear. And they will know this is the one whom we pierced. And we will also appear with him. Glory to God. We will have bodies glorified, glorious, 33 years old. We will appear with him because he's our life. This union is so one that you don't have to worry about are you going to go and come back. Because your life is actually him. Hallelujah. And if you have accepted Jesus, that's the way it goes. You don't have to muster up some extra faith for that. It is one. One. You are in union with him. You are in communion with him. You are one with him. Your life is in him. And his life is in you. And they are one. When our life appears, we will appear with him also. Glory to God. Christ is that life. Phew. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Paul is going to see beyond the rapture and has gone into the second coming where everything will be. Made known openly. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. These things are coming. Nobody knew how everybody would stand against the Jews like this. In this new post-World War II. That people would gather against Jerusalem like this. These things are amazing. It's just amazing. We are seeing it in front of our own eyes. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. And one day we will all be made manifest. Open before everybody. Hallelujah. I think we read verse 3. Let's read verse 4 also in viri.
1: Praise God.
0: Let's go further down that third chapter. Hallelujah. So after these thoughts, verse 15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. You know, we can let peace rule over us, dominate Our deep thoughts and our affections, emotions, all of that in a time of turbulence like this. We can simply say, I am God's property. He's taking care of me. I don't have to worry about a thing. Amen. Amen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, verse 16, in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Amen. So imagine where each believer is so full of the word. So full of this knowing that it has now come out of them. They are teaching, admonishing one another. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Coming to church in that atmosphere is different. They came with something to give. That when they gathered together, each one had a psalm. Each one had an ode, a poem, etc. A tongue, an interpretation, That's how they they came, because they grew in these things. Amen. In the beginning, maybe they came for something. But as time went, they got so full. They got so excited about God. They began to release things because of the overflow. Amen. And so they were able to bring something. And whatever you do, verse 17, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father By him. It became so much that by the time Colossians was written, Paul was saying, you know what? Just take the name with you. Every time. Whatever you do. Do it in Jesus' name. And Jesus will be manifest there. Praise God. Notice, because it was a fullness of the word, you didn't have to worry whether it was off. Amen. It was based on the word. It was based on the overflow of the word. And so when they used the name of Jesus, it was not for stupid things. It was word-based things. They said in Jesus' name. Whatever they did, they did in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. They used the name. They lived in the name. The name and them became one. That if you saw them, you saw the name. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. And notice what happens as a result of that. Verse 23, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not to men. In other words, even if they were working in some place under a boss, they worked as though Jesus was their boss. Why? Next verse, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Amen. But he that does wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done. And there is no respect of persons. Now that's a good boss. That's a good boss who doesn't, in quote, play favorites. Amen. You do the right thing. Like he said to Cain and Abel there in their story. If you do right, you'll be accepted. What's wrong with you? Just do the right thing. Hallelujah. So we live as though Jesus is right there. And we do everything in his name as though he's right there. And he's taking note, and he's therefore going to reward us. And therefore, your wage and your reward are not just based on whatever is, in quote, available out there, because Jesus is your supply. My God shall supply the inheritance in the saints, the exceeding riches of the glory of the inheritance. In the saints. Amen. So these are ways in which we are drawing from that inheritance. By taking the word with us. Let it command our lives. Let it speak to us. And then we use the name. And things have to happen. You don't have to worry about external things. Who your boss is and who this and that. You don't have to worry about that. Oh but you don't know him. His name is Scrooge. Scrooge McGee. You don't have to worry about that. Hallelujah. You don't have to bother about that. Because Jesus is actually your boss. You're doing it as unto him. And he gives the reward. Hallelujah. Praise God. What, what thoughts? What thoughts we have there? Praise God. Glory to God. Let's see if we can uh, read 16, 17 also in Canada.
1: ಸಕಲ Jnana Dalli Kristana Vakyavu Nimalli Samrugdi Yagi Vasi Sali, Ogbarigobbaru, Padeshi Sutta Buddhi Hedutta, Kitta Negarindalu, Sangita Garindalu, Atma Sambandavada Hardugarindalu Krupayindanimma Rudyagaralli Katanige Hardutta Irri. Nivu Matinindagali Kriya Indagali Enu Madhidaru Adellavannu Kartanada Yesuvina Hesarinal Liya
0: Amen. 3 also 23 and 24 as we close.
1: Nivu Yavadanu Mardidru Adanu Manushari Goskara Vendu Mardade Kartani Goskaraway Endu Rudayapurvakavagi Mardiri Kartan in the Badjate Emba Pratifala Vanu Hundu Varendu Tilididirala Yakandare Nivu Kartan Ada Christian and Nusevisu Varagi Diri
0: So it's nice to know that, you know, even if your, in quote, boss does not recognize, does not notice, it does not escape Jesus. He will reward you. He will find ways to open the windows of heaven somewhere or the other to bless you in a way that you know that God did this. Hallelujah. So let's not be bothered by so many other things. Let's stay knowing in the spirit, knowing in the truth. Amen. And let's do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Oh, faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name for the mighty work you have done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are grateful. Thank you that we can live for you. We can do anything in your name. We're so grateful for that. Another day to live in the name and for the name and to do it in the spirit. Do it in the truth. We worship you. We worship you. No matter what the world and the systems of the world and the bosses of the world are saying, we thank you that you are actually the one who supplies. You are the one who pays us. You are the one who rewards us. And you are a good God. And we are your children. And that inheritance and that supply comes in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We curse every other thing. We cancel every other lie. We insist on the truth. We insist on the union with God. We insist on the things of the Spirit. And God is faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We see these things in the Spirit and in the truth. Not any other. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, Seem. You are blessed. If you like to give, it's a great opportunity. Uh, thank God for this possibility of sowing using the seed of God's word and what you have in your hand to bring forth harvest in Jesus' name. You're blessed.
2: The greater one I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No.